Hi there, welcome to the Animal Intuitive Show. This is Ann Webb, the Animal Intuitive, and I decided to do a little bit of an impromptu live stream this evening, just kind of talk with you. If you have questions, please feel free to post them, um, have a little coffee here, and just check back in, because I have been away for a little bit and I wanted to talk about that. But I also want to talk to you about a very interesting and special um, animal communication that I had recently that was really just heartwarming and I think it's kind of the epitome of why animal communication can be so helpful for people and their pets. So thank you so much for being here and just to reiterate if you do have questions I'm going to make sure I can um, see your questions and comments feel free to put those up here i can i can see if you do have any and if this is after the live stream please feel free to put questions comments anything and i will be sure to get back to you so i have been away for a little bit and i wanted to do this live stream just to kind of ease back into being here on youtube i will tell you that what happened was a few things uh, basically, the, the thing that really the catalyst for me needing to take a little time off was unfortunately my, my dear beloved uh, cat Tierna did pass uh, back on February, back in February, early part of February, uh, February 6th, I think it was. Um, she had been having a rough year. My husband and I had gone through a lot with her and things just kind of were escalating and we were doing our best to to really do whatever we could but unfortunately um you know she did make her transition over on february 6th um she was about 15 so but she'd been with me through thick and thin a lot of my i just feel like she's my almost not my entire adult life but quite a bit of it and so it was very difficult. She is what I consider a master teacher. She has been with me through most of my, well, I think from the beginning of being a professional animal communicator. So I learned animal acupressure on her. Um, she was my most willing my most willing animal to do that in my home. Um, I have four, well, I have I have four and I have three animals here, uh, two dogs and another cat, and they just they they will let me do acupressure, but they're just not quite as they they're not as patient as Tierna was. Tierna was truly a teacher. She was I believe here to help me learn. Um, for one, that was one of her purposes here on on this plane, and she was magnificent. And she's been a teacher for many of you who have been students of mine. Um, so she's been through, she's just, she's been an inspiration to me. Um, so it was just a difficult time and I felt that it was best for me to take a little time off, um, from doing animal communication, which was only about a week. And I, I went back into it, but then, uh, a family member had something happen and I needed to travel and be with them and help them for a few weeks. So things just kind of, um, just not, you know, life is never what you plan it to be. Um, 
I also took some time to to finish, well, finish the rough draft of a children's book that I have had going since 2013. It is based on my dog Misha, who who passed back in 2013. And I have music from music that inspired that book on my website. There, those are the Misha songs, and they're there on my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. If you'd like to check them out, that you can listen to them there or just download them if you'd like on Amazon as well. They're there. Um, but I wanted to finish that book. I felt like, well, it's now been going on eight years. It's probably time to get this done. Um, and it, it was something that meant a lot to me. Uh, Tiran is a part of those songs and the book. And you know, Misha, my dog that passed back then, was the inspiration. So I really was like, this is let's do this, taking some time off, let's do this. And then I'll be able to now send it out to publishers and hopefully something will come of it. So uh, if you have any friends in the publishing industry or in the publishing industry, I am more than willing to to share that with you. Um, so I wanted to talk to you though also about um, a dog who I spoke with recently named Heidi. Her mom, Joan, asked me to talk with her. And it's interesting because I find this a lot with the clients I'm working with will have similar things going on um, that I do in my life when I have animal communication and so clients. So it, not always, but interestingly, she had had a dog pass recently. And I'll read you what she wrote to me when she wanted to have me talk with her dog. She said that she has a female Shih Tzu who she adopted two and a half months prior and she was Heidi was showing no interest in playing no interest in other dogs or other people uh, she just seemed unhappy and she's bonded with Joan but she trembles for no reason seemingly when somebody would come over um, but she would be able to reassure her but she didn't want her to to, to feel this insecurity or whatever was going on for her. She wanted to try to fix that. So that was what we started with. And Joan had actually lost a dog. Here, let me adjust. I've got this like major chair showing live. Yes, it's always interesting. I can't figure it out. I don't know. It's hard to figure it out when you're live looking at yourself. But anyway, Joan had a dog named Snooky who passed pretty close to the time when she adopted Heidi. So it was just a little bit before. And I'm gonna show you, actually I have little pictures of these guys up. So let me let me show you, there's Snooky. So he's the one who had passed. And then um, Heidi came into her life and I will show you um, Heidi now when she's with Joan. She looks a little different than before. I'm gonna talk to you about that. So this is this is Heidi now. And I don't know why, but I don't see, I think someone is trying to comment, but I can't see, and I can't see who's on here. I don't know why, If maybe if you comment, maybe you're not commenting, but if you have a question, please feel free to do that post or just say hi, and then I'll know you're here. I think I need to do that. So um, I need to see that in order to know you're here. So Heidi is a dog who she adopted from a breeder and when I tuned in and spoke with Heidi, she said a few things. So one of the things that I related to was that, you know, 
Snooki had recently recently passed. So this was something that Joan was still dealing with. And she, you know, I think it's natural to deal a little bit with guilt almost... I'm not going to say everybody deals with guilt when an animal passes, but I think a lot of people do. A lot of the people that come to me are are dealing with some level of guilt. I think it's just sort of something natural that happens when we have a loved one who passes. You want to know, you want to feel, or, or you're wondering, you're questioning, did I do enough? Did it Was it the right time, especially with animals, when you're really, a lot of times, you're, you have to make that decision. Um, it's not easy. And even though I'm an animal communicator, it, it really, I think when I became a professional animal communicator, I thought that, that it would almost solve the problem of, of grief and animals crossing and dying, but it didn't. I, I want to almost say it made it harder because, I felt like I should have been able to do more. I feel like I, you know, doing acupressure, I'm certified in acupressure massage. I use essential oils, I do all these things. And I felt like maybe I should, you know, should have been able to, could I have done more? Uh, and I think a lot of people who come to me feel that way. And Joan was feeling that. She wasn't sure, you know, was it the right time for Snooky and, you know, she had that going on. When I tuned into Heidi, the thing that she first said to me was that she needed to be the only dog. And what she meant by that was she felt like Joan was still kind of dealing with what had happened with Snooky. And that's no criticism of Joan. I actually adopted my dog Cheyenne shortly after my dog Misha passed. And whatever your opinion is about that, you know, I think people have to do what's right for them about adopting quickly after having a dog come into your life quickly after another one passes. Um, but I think sometimes there's a little bit of, there can be some guilt. You just have to be careful about how that might impact the new animal. So Heidi was kind of questioning, is, is Snooky still kind of here? Like sort of um, what's going on with that? I'm not clear on what I, who I am or what I am in this home. What's my status kind of? Um, now, Joan, I have no doubt, was doing everything she could do to help Heidi that she knew to do. I don't think she was neglecting her at all emotionally or in any way but um animals are just very intuitive and they pick up the energy the scent of previous animals so even if you move into a new home and there was pets there animals will pick up their scent many times and it can cause sometimes little problems if you don't even realize that that could be what's going on with your animal they might be having some problems or urinating in the home whatever sometimes that's because they go into a new home and they can smell the old animal so Heidi was feeling a little bit of that and Joan asked me to make it very clear to her that you know she's the dog now she's she is the dog and that she would be staying that's my cat, by the way, if you can hear her. Um, she's actually 
not to go off on tangents, but things shift when an animal does pass and she's been very vocal and it's been hard on her. So that might be something for another episode. If you want to hear more about that, let me know how animals adjust when other animals pass. But um, we had to tell Heidi that she was staying because my sense from Heidi was there was a question. Is she staying here? What's going on here? Um, I explained that to Heidi, that she absolutely is staying. And Joan wanted me to just reassure her that, you know, she would never go back to where she came from. And, and I had said to Joan that, um, you know, I felt like Heidi had a lack of trust in people and that there was actually this confusion basically when somebody would come over Heidi was questioning am I going to be taken by this person and that was this insecurity this shaking that that Joan was seeing and so we had to explain to her that no you're not going with these people I did mention to her that there was one person that um or she i forget the sequence of events but basically it came down to that there was a person that had been in her home who heidi did not shake with and i had told her that i felt like heidi was feeling different about this person i explained some characteristics about that person that made it so that heidi wasn't nervous around her and it was basically this person didn't display any nervousness she kind of went forward this individual like she didn't really think before acting and going right over to Heidi and like picking her up and she was a very warm-hearted person and um it just kind of overrode Heidi's nervousness and so Joan was like wow this is amazing because this is a very good description of my friend and I won't say the friend's name because I don't I didn't ask ahead of time if I could but she did write to me later and after the session pretty pretty shortly after maybe a week or so and she wrote that Heidi has been behaving more like a dog since our consultation um, some friends dropped by with their dogs and there was no trembling she has begun begging for food when I'm eating, which I guess is a little annoying. No longer follows me from room to room. That was another thing we had to tell her that to talk about the, the nervousness because Heidi was also seeing this home as like huge. She was overwhelmed. And I was explaining to Heidi that my impression of her was that she'd been in a, she kind of been kept in a small place. And Joan said, yes, this is, um, I described like a cage and she said you know yeah she was actually with a breeder that's where she got her from and unfortunately when Joan went to pick up Heidi the breeders attitude was just like here here you go there was no emotion um, and so this is of course something that's a big hot topic for good reason and in the animal world of um, breeders so Heidi was a product quote-unquote of that um, she was also a show dog, and I will show you this picture of beautiful show dog Heidi. <laughs> um, but Heidi told me that at that point in her life, she really felt very, um, 
I almost want to see out of body being bred and being a show dog. She did not feel comfortable. She felt confused. She felt um, like a product, like she was just being used by people. And of course, that's going to impact how she responded to coming into uh, Joan's home and being able to trust. And so we talked to Heidi about the fact that she'll never do that again. The reason the breeder did let her go was because she could no longer breed. I guess something happened and she um, she had to have a C-section, all this stuff, so she couldn't breed anymore. And so she was no longer of use to the breeder. So um, there's working through trust and that's a that's definitely a theme with a lot of animals that I speak with that are coming from a situation with breeders and um, even just, you know, adoptions from shelters. They've been through a lot. So trust is a big thing. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it isn't just one talk. But this was an interesting situation where, um, you know, she it was almost immediate, the change. Sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's not immediate. I don't claim it to be for that reason. I, I put that information on my website, um, on my FAQ section, that this is not a promised overnight change, that we're trying to better understand what an animal is feeling and thinking so that we can help them if they're having emotional or behavioral or even physical issues that can't be sort of figured out, um, that we're trying to understand how the animal's feeling, what their perspective is, that's the point of animal communication, and to come to some kind of um, resolution or to figure out what's the next step, what's, what's gonna be the next thing that needs to happen to help the animal. And sometimes that gets them so far and then, and then we speak again and we go to the next level. Um, of course, my goal is to, to try to help as quickly and efficiently as possible, but just like humans, animals don't always just change overnight. But Heidi was a wonderful situation where things just did happen pretty quickly. And, um, you know, she's doing better. So that was a pleasure to hear that. So, you know, I want to just mention that if you are going through any kind of situation with pet loss to, to take the time that you need, um, you know, seek counseling if that's something that, you know, if it really, if it's becoming really something that um, the grief is overwhelming or just, just affecting your life to the point where it's, it's making things very difficult um, or even somewhat difficult and you just need to process it. You need help talking through the, the loss. Um, and grief, I'm a, a licensed clinical social worker also, so I'm speaking from just, you know, a history of working with people through grief and going through my own many times having to go through pet loss um that it can you know we used to think it was they used to think that things were just sort of like straight across like these are the stages of grief and um kubler ross was the one who developed those stages of grief and that they would just go straight across and then you'd be done with it well it doesn't work like that it's it sometimes goes a few steps forward a few steps back um so Give yourself time if you're going through loss of an animal. It's a very difficult thing. Um, animals are with us. They, they often are just physically always with us. They, they sleep with many of us. They follow us around. Um, 
They're like children to many of us. And I know there's people out there who will <laughs> want to debate that, but I, I don't care. Um, to me, my animals are kids. They're like children to me, and, and I feel that deeply. So I'm sure there's a lot of you too that, that do as well. And you know, take that seriously because it is a huge loss. It is a loss. And, um, you know, our animals are, are incredible little beings and they do so much for us and it can be very difficult. So especially during these times, there's so much going on. Um, things are kind of hitting harder sometimes than, than maybe, you know, other times. So I thank you very much for watching this video. If you would like to, um, touch base with me and, and maybe you know, talk about having an animal communication consultation, you can reach me directly in my email and with an E at intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. You can also just go to my website and check me out first. If you want to see um, other videos, they're all there. You can also just subscribe and like and share on YouTube. That really helps me out a lot. Um, this, this show has been uh, kind of slow going, so I would also be grateful for input in the comment section if there's anything you want to hear more about you know what do you like most and i can i can do more of that i just need your feedback so but subscribing and liking those are very important to the show that's just how youtube works if the more subscribes they see the more they'll put that show in front of people who who also need to see it or may benefit from it um and the more likes they see so that's greatly appreciated when I see those likes and subscribes and comments. I am very grateful. And, you know, my my background is, um, as I said, I was previously a counselor. I'm still a licensed clinical social worker. And so sometimes it's, it is um, beneficial for me. I have that kind of training that it's not that I'm doing counseling, but, um, you know, I have that background. So when people are going through pet loss, that is something that I will do consultations on, talking about what happened. We can go back to the whatever your animal went through and you went through and actually retrieve information about what the animal felt and what um, they went through. And it often brings resolution just to, to go back there and see what was going on with the animal. And we did that with Snooky too, because Snooky um, was okay with what happened. Snooky understood and was in agreement with it being the time for for him so again thank you so much for watching and um, i look forward to hopefully seeing you back here soon this is supposed to be a weekly show and i will try to keep that going forward but i am just trying to make sure that um you know i'm doing self-care and that um you know my first responsibility is to my clients so I want to make sure that I'm 100% and I'm not um, too distracted so I will do my best to be here every week so your prayers are appreciated and thank you so much and God bless. Rub my belly, rub my belly.